Semba Biamches. Tonight we're joined by our lovely cats who have decided to participate in the podcast by sitting by and listening. Some context. <laughs> we don't need context, Paul. Some we context. don't need context. Sanya and I decided on a Saturday night, having already consumed a bottle of red wine. Between us. Between us. Mainly you. That's outrageous. <laughs> Outrageously true. Also, don't forget, I am significantly larger than you. Well, that's debatable. In every area that counts. Okay, people don't want to listen to stuff like that. I'm talking about my broad shoulders. Your brain. My brain. Mm. Um, for some reason, we decided we'd record a podcast tonight. <laughs> we yeah, had, we did we get a chance like, to do it this week. Yeah, I was in a all-day meeting on Friday when we normally record. Yeah. So we were, we were wondering when are we going to get this episode done for our beloved listeners. Yeah. And uh, we and thought, we well, like... we're sitting there, we're not doing much. We were just chatting and watching psychedelic 60s rock on the TV. <laughs> we were. Good good music. I would just like to say that is one of my favourite genres. Really? So you you would recommend people to check out 60s Please music? Please, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Please, everyone. Is there, there's, a little... there's a thing called... Um, there's Six, a genre 60s called music. <laughs> psychedelic rock. It's actually quite good. Do you know our audience? <laughs> Do they know me? So, uh, this is going to be a shambles. Normally, we would uh, reserve getting... Wow, this uh, is going to be a shambles, like all the other ones aren't. Fair point. Uh, We would normally reserve drinking for our Christmas episode. It is December, so we figured we'd allow ourselves this one luxury. uh, And we might do something a bit different for our actual Christmas episode this year. Yeah, but we don't know yet. No. Maybe this is our Christmas episode. Maybe it is. I can't make any promises because (laughs) (laughs) I've got stuff to do before Christmas happens. That's very mysterious. It's not really, is it? Paul Rose, cloaked in mystery. That's me. That's what I'm known for. Paul Rose, the enigma. Mm, That's what they call me. They do. When when we get emails and stuff, it's always like, Dear Sanya and Enigma. (laughs) Dear Sanya (laughs) and question mark, question mark, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. X. What did Madonna change her name to? Or oh, Madam X? I don't think she changed her name to Oh, that. well, she started to call herself Madam X, yeah, didn't she? She's an idiot. Or um, <laughs> She's an idiot I mean, these she, days, she isn't she? She knew it was a character. It's like, you know, mm. let's give Madonna some benefit of the doubt. She's not, she knows what she's doing. I don't know She just she misjudged, does like, I think she thought it was really cool. And it's like, I'm not sure... I'm not sure if it is Madonna, but yeah. like, you know, you do you, go you. People Woo. in their 60s can't do cool things. Everyone they knows can't. that. No, that, that is so not true. Look at Willie Nelson. <laughs> Willie Nelson, the epitome of cool. He's older than 60. Paul McCartney, older than 60. Oh, is Paul McCartney cool? Are we talking about cool again? We're obsessed with it on this podcast. I know. What's wrong with we us? We must have talked about it at least three or four times. About four <laughs> times, I think. Um, uh, who else is an old cool dude or dudette? Joni Mitchell. Did you know that she um, had like a brain aneurysm or something a couple of years ago and had to teach herself how to play guitar again, which this summer she gave a concert. Oh, she didn't give a concert. She was part of like, I think she appeared in a festival or something and she sang and it was like really emotional because She's come so far. Like, she had to basically start all over again. 
So just to reiterate, we've had a bottle of wine already. No, between <laughs> us, I haven't had that much. Yeah, you're now drinking port, aren't you? Well, I've only had a sip because so, it's Christmas. So far, by the end of the episode, who knows what state you'll be in. I don't dare drink while we're recording because of the gulping sounds. Well, somehow you do. I edit our podcasts well, and I have to edit out the, 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 the endless, incessant gulping. I try and avoid it. Anyway... We've done Back to Marillion. Happiness is the Road Part 1. Except, except for one song. for the hidden track, Half Full Jam. Yes. Is it Half Full Jam? Yeah, because, why, why do you keep forgetting its <laughs> name? Because for a time it was listed prior to the album coming out as Half Empty Jam. I thought there was another song called Half Empty Jam. No. Nope. You sure? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Sh- there might be on like one of the making of of discs there isn't no oh, there isn't was it the same one i have listened to something called half em- empty jam in the past oh. but it was a long time ago so maybe it was half full jam um interesting so he's gone from being a pessimist and seeing the well, jam as half empty no to being no an no this is what no full. this is why we've not done it as part of the album because it's not part of the narrative. I wish they'd not put uh, it on there. Hang on a second. Have you looked at the lyrics? Like half of the lyrics could belong on Woke Up. Then that's because half of the lyrics are on Woke Up. Well, then half it does the lyrics... fit with the narrative no, of the album. No, it doesn't. It's literally a jam that they did in the studio while writing the album. What it's... speaketh thee then? It obviously what the hell does that mean? With... It means What that... speaketh thou? Yeah, what, what speaketh thou? It no, I wasn't correcting you. I was with... turning it back on you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it obviously fits with the narrative of the album if it was written while the album was being written. Do you know what? I, I'm not having any of this. It's and, a... and it has lyrics that literally mirror and echo the lyrics of one of the songs. Yes. And you're saying, oh, it doesn't yes. really... Yes. Be- thematically, it doesn't really fit with be- the album. Because they were in the process of writing the album. Yeah, so it does fit. No. Okay, explain. Give me the reasons why it doesn't fit. Because it because it's a beautifully crafted album that has been polished. This is literally just oh, a freaking jam. So you mean from sonically the studio. it doesn't fit? It was a jam that they buffed up a little bit. Ah. But it was... Like, I'm going to read wait, to you. Wait, wait. Oh. I have a counter-argument. Did you or did you not state in our last episode that... I can't remember the song's name... I've just had a, a la- swig of port. The last song. Because you're winding okay, me up. Okay, fine, I'll do it too, because you're winding me up. Did you or did you not state on our last <sighs> podcast that the song, Happiness is the Road, began as a jam? Like, the actual, yes. the actual recording of it on the album is the original jam recording. Yes. Well, then Half Full Jam fits. Okay, Half Full Jam, which is also depending on which version you have listed as hidden track. Yeah. Anyway, it's not part of the album. You okay. know, Half Full Jam came after like a another track originally that was like kind of five minutes of silence or something like that. Oh, what happened to that track? Well, it's a bit weird, isn't it, to put that on oh, oh, iTunes. Do we all remember Brave? The end of Brave. Which bit? The last song, which had like however many minutes of silence and then the weird laugh, or was it laughter? Or you're the thi- weird, no. Or the on, music. You're thinking of This Strange Engine. Oh, This Strange Engine. that wasn't the silence, wasn't a separate track. Oh, so on this one, 
The Silence was a separate track? Originally on the CD, yes. Really in the Jokers. Yeah, aren't they? Uh, let me just read you. Let me just read you what H says from this interview with musicplayers.com. Okay. He just says it came straight from the jam in the room and I was really letting it rip. I know. <laughs> <laughs> And they said, stop doing that, H. Could you sing the song, please? <laughs> <laughs> also, could someone open a window? <laughs> um, he says, there are moments in that which are almost like Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols. Remember, H is a punk. Um, that, wait, that... <laughs> wait. Hang on. R- r- my brain's short-circuiting. Re- is he talking about Half Full Jam? Yeah. There are moments in half full jam. Or half that empty sound jam. Like what is it called? Half full jam. You, he said there are moments in half full jam where he sounds like Johnny Rotten. Yeah. I need to listen to it again. He said that kind of abandon, which I don't normally, I, I don't normally let rip that much. I don't oh, normally allow okay. myself that degree of atonality either. There was a pretty raw emotion as well because those words are really about my marriage breaking down, being thrown out of my marital home and losing my kids. And I was dealing with that on that day. So I was letting loose with a kind of primal thing that you would normally not hear on our records. That was jammed straight to multi-track. I think there might have been a couple of overdubs thrown on later to stop it sounding totally, totally raw. And I think there's some edits in it as well where we hit it on one plane and it wasn't moving on. I think Mike Hunter, the producer, banged some edits and took 16 bars out here and there just to condense the thing, but it is the jam, and that's why we called it Half Empty Jam. Didn't they called it Half Full Jam? Maybe they called it Half Empty Jam first and then changed it to Half Full Jam. Yes, but we wanted to make Could it clear to the listeners. Could someone who knows please enlighten us? What? Someone of our listeners must know. About what? If it's... Was it first half empty and yes, then it came I, half full? Yes, we don't or? need the listeners to enlighten us on that because I already <laughs> had a few minutes ago. You keep changing your mind. I don't keep changing my mind. It's just that in this annoying interview, they're referring to it as half empty jam. And on iTunes and Spotify and the CD and everything, it's half full jam. Yeah. <sighs> Which came first? Half empty jam. Oh, yeah, Exactly. We're oh, never doing no, another fu- podcast drunk again. That's fine. We're on the same page. But it is the jam, and that's why we called it Half Empty Jam, because we wanted to make it clear to the listener that it was a jam in case, in case they thought, well, this isn't as good as the other songs, is it? Ah. Oh. So it wasn't arranged in the same way. It just right. had a few edits. Yeah. Um, and he says... Um, there's very little proper songs on. Oh, this is just him talking about the albums. Oh, I can't bother with that. <laughs> oh wait, what? I want to hear what he said. Open it up again. Thank you. There's very little proper songs on the album. The title song "Happiness Is the Road," the great mass of that. The drum track, particularly, probably the bass track, and a lot of what you're hearing was the jam session for the song. We were jamming one day, and that got the thing going. And I was singing those words on it, and this thing sort of wrote itself in front of us. I think I've read all this out already. Instead of listening to it te- and tearing it down and starting again and recording it, we took much of the original performance and overdubbed it, took it from there. So most of the title song was from the moment when it came into the world. And I think I have read this on another episode. Oh, thanks. Oh, you know my memory, though. It's always nice to rehear it again. Is fresh. it? Yes. Slange. Slange. So that's it. We finished that, that album. Are we going to recap? Well, do you, how, how do you feel about Half Empty? Full jam. Oh, I see. Do we have to discuss it? 
Do you not want to discuss it? I don't it? even count it as part of the album. I never Did you have. enjoy it? No, not really. It's really? fine. I quite liked it. It's fine. I like it. I thought it was a good little ditty. Not a little ditty. It's like 10 minutes long or something, Six minutes, isn't it? seven minutes, something like that. Yeah, but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it had potential. I, I don't want it on there. <gasps> release it as some sort of bonus thing later they, on. Well, they did. Hidden track. Well, they didn't release it later on, did they? Oh. Would you want it released on its own, though? Yes. I don't want it as part of that album. Why? Because that album is perfect. Oh. And then comes this the song album. that really hasn't had the same sort of care and, you know, thought gone into it. I get it that it's... <laughs> Put it on volume two. Just joking, joking. I haven't listened to volume two yet properly. That was not Have you listened a to it serious comment. I've listened to it. Properly. Okay. I have uh, listened to I, it. But I don't dislike properly. half full stroke empty jam. It's just it I just don't think it belongs on there. Sorry. It it doesn't sound musically like it fits. Uh especially coming after Happiness is the Road, you know, which is the climax of the album. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it's the equivalent of a Marvel post credit scene, which has come after this big emotional sort of denouement of the movie, and then you've suddenly got another ten minute battle scene. <laughs> <laughs> after the credits, you know, which they've improvised <laughs> against green screen. That's what it is. Yeah, but that's nice. It's a bit of like... Is it? I, what I like about it is that it's a behind-the-scenes insight. Okay, great. Put that, Isn't that interesting? Put that out as its own thing. But it's bonus to the record. Put it on volume two. Sorry, I know I get musically or lyrically... Yes, it has it has connections to volume one. I don't think it should have been on there. I've said it, and that is the end of the matter. All right, well, we shall agree to disagree. We never do that, do we? We never we agree just, to We disagree. just agree. Dis- <laughs> we we just disagree We shall disagree. disagree to disagree for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, it's fine, but it's I. I just sorry. I don't. I don't consider it really as even part of the Marillion canon. It's a jam in the same way that Marowak jam is. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I they're not going to play it live ever, are it they? It should have been a B side if they'd released a single, but they. Well, they released bloody whatever is wrong with you. Um, they should have put it as the B side of that. There you go. What was the B side of that again? I don't know. We don't even know if it had a B side because it was a. I think it was a download only single. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, album as a whole, then. Bloody lovely. Yes, it's. Uh, Absolutely it, loved it. And I really, it has doing this. It really has made me realise this is one of their best albums of this volume it, one. It is one of the albums that has stayed with me the most, along with. Misplaced Childhood and Brave, this is right up there as one of my top, 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 top tier favourites. Yes. Love it. Not a duff track. No, there isn't. There really isn't. I absolutely love it. And it's great as a, a as a concept piece. It's great as as musically and lyrically and the honesty of it and the the message of it. And it just shows you, yeah, we've had quite a few people contact us and sort of say how, as a result of what we're doing, they've looked at the album again and really? kind of realised how it's top tier Marillion and it just shows you how volume two dragged it down. Oh. 
Yeah. Not that volume two is even that bad. No, it's not. But I think it just diluted. But what the, you the want something this one. good, you want to give it space to yeah. breathe. Yeah, it was a mistake. It was a huge mistake. A I'm, generous I'm mistake, it. because I'm sure they did volume two with the fans in mind wanting to give them more. Yeah. You know, volume two has good songs on it. It's it's not rubbish. It does. It so does. So it, um, it was like, you know, hey guys, there's both there's more for you. They they were being generous. Yes. Um, but as a piece of art, I feel that volume one benefits in having its own space. It's like going to an art gallery or or let's say Leonardo da Vinci turned up to whoever he sold the Mona Lisa to originally. Yeah. Uh, and while he was trying to sell the Mona Lisa and he was kind of like, I've got this, yeah, I've got the, this is a big picture. There's lady, she's not smiling. She's got no eyebrows. <laughs> so she's, he's become turned South African? Okay, he's South African Leonardo da Vinci. Hey, I've got the, I've got the picture. Okay. No, I, no I, I don't know what his accent is. This is just how he happens to talk. Okay. Hey, I got the picture. I'm a Leonardo da Vinci. And I got the picture and he's he got no eyebrows. And hey, look, I've got doves coming out of my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> look, I've got, look, I can blow the trumpet. Or, <laughs> or he's like, I've got this beautiful picture of this lovely... The cat's actually listening to us. Yeah, I've got this beautiful picture of this lovely lady. She's got no eyebrows. She's not smiling. And so... Uh, while the people are admiring it. It's like, oh, yeah, I've also got these, like, um, cartoons as well that you can look at. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's, that was my that was my first choice was some cartoons. But I decided I thought it'd be funny to have doves and trumpets. <laughs> but that's that's okay. You did well. Um, yeah, that was my first thought. And I thought, <laughs> that's too obvious. But that's all right, Sanya. <laughs> Thank you for, for joining in. Thank anytime, you for joining me. Anytime. <laughs> My pleasure. Anyway, brilliant album. Um, yeah, God, I love it so much. Like I can't even I can't even express how much I love it. And I feel a little bit sad that it's so underplayed and so underrated. I'm gonna say it, I think it's their most underrated album. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it probably Volume is. one, and I, I think we yeah. did the right thing in separating it from volume two. I think when we talking did about it. Yeah. I'm I feel I feel sad because it's like, guys, this is a masterpiece. Yeah. This is as good as Misplaced Childhood and Brave. In my my humble opinion, it's that's my own personal question. opinion. That's a good thought. I, I this don't know. This album has stayed with me as much as those albums have. Okay, yeah. maybe Misplaced Childhood was slightly higher. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we, we've ended up doing an enormous amount of episodes on this far more than i expected yeah um, but that's because it was linked to um the power of now so I, there was more to say i suppose yeah usual. i wouldn't have said it was the power of now but what i'm saying is it it, it was more about that it brought up a lot of stuff for us true and sorry emotionally. to everyone who was like god you guys are a downer like our friend mark who stopped listening to us yeah <laughs> i haven't listened to the last few episodes of marillion yeah wonder why remember when you said Do you want to be depressed remember when you said earlier that you didn't care that mark told us he'd stop listening no i, I mean i don't and of now course here i you, don't here you are bringing it up <laughs> interesting <laughs> Well, no, of course I don't. I'm not that bothered. I'm not that, I'm just, honestly, I'm not that bothered. I'm just saying. Are like, you bothered? We you were are. downers. I think, I think you are. We were doubters. We were downers. Or downers. I think you are a bit bothered about Mark not listening, aren't you? No. Right, you are. 
genuinely I'm not. Yeah? I'm genuinely not. Really? Yeah. One hundred percent Well. Um Yeah, and I'm sort of done with being down for a little bit. Me too. It's like enough is enough. Enough of that. It's been we months were of very it. honest and months open and raw of, of What's the next album? Volume two. Okay. Oh yeah, that's that'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's no depth or emotions to that. I don't, I don't think the man from Planet Marzipan is going to bring up a lot for me. <laughs> I do love Marzipan though, and I do love men. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, but what we are going to do the rest of this week uh, is not this week coming like this episode. No. <laughs> Aside from continuing to drink, we have some letters. Okay. We, what? You're making us sound like Alcos. I've said we've already had a bottle of wine. Between us and it was this mostly be- this you. This is becoming our catchphrase. We've already had a bottle of wine. Between us yeah. and it was mostly you. <laughs> it wasn't mostly me. It was. You had as many glasses as I did. No, I did Also, didn't. I have much bigger bones than you, which which are able to process the wine better. Okay. Yeah, you have a little frame. No, yeah, I do not. Well, you do. Compared to me, I'm built like a tank. Because you're more Beautiful like a bicycle. Beautiful tank, a Ferrari. <laughs> you're I'm more not, like a bike. I'm not engaging with that. Let's move on. Let's move on. Please. <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone's vomiting into buckets. So they should. Should we read some letters? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read this first letter, which we got back. No, I'm not going to read that one. Am I going to read we that one? We have to sc- scroll down to the ones that we haven't read. Ian. So, Ian um, Winnick. Giovanni Profeta, better late than what never. What about Ian Winnick? Where's that? He's talking about... the. No, the... no, scroll down. There's a Giovanni Profeta one. Yes, Ian Winnick is also, was prior to that, is also unread. Does it start with no problem? It starts with Dear Sanya and Paul. First of all, congratulations on reaching your 100th. What's the date? October the 24th, day before Giovanni Profetas. Oh, it was marked as red, probably because you're looking at it. Yes. Oh, well, okay, but I'm looking, I was looking at the unread one, so I didn't know that that one had been unread because you were reading it. Do, do you get me? Yes. Uh, these letters are going to be a real mix because we've got some dating back to our 100th episode. We've got some, obviously, about Happiness is the Road, which we'll probably not read them all this week. No. No. Okay. No. Oh, my God. You do know you're doing a podcast, don't you? And you've just hiccuped. Uh, you have more, you have way more than me, Paul. Uh, you have way more than me. <laughs> You were loads more wine than me, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, Sanya's got the hiccups. We're annoying this episode. Oh. Uh, maybe we shouldn't have done a drunk one. I'm not drunk. <laughs> so, first email is from Ian Winnick. Yes. I don't think Ian... Has he written to us before? Um, maybe. Um, Possibly. 
Because I'm just thinking, we haven't given him a nickname, I don't think. But you can always give him a new nickname. Ian. What's your middle name? Wince. Uh, Ian is my middle name, you're quite right. Ian Lose Vomit. Ian. What? That's not nice. Ian Vomit Prize. What? Why, why have you chosen that name? Winnick. Winsick. Winnick. Oh, Winnick. Reminds me of Hammock. Oh, my God. Winnick the Pooh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. Okay, the Pooh. <laughs> Winnick the Pooh. Ian the Pooh. No, Winnick the Pooh. Winnick the Pinnick. I'm sure he's Winick. never had that before. I bet he hasn't. What, Winnick the Pooh? Yeah. <laughs> Pooh with an H, so not like poop poo. Pooh as in Winnie the Pooh, the bear that says... Poo, to get the fly off his nose. Is that why he's called Pooh? Yeah. Is that why he's called yeah, Pooh? Yeah, he was holding a balloon and he was up in the sky and a fly landed on his nose. So he started saying, Pooh, Pooh, to get the fly is off his nose. Is that true? Absolutely. Is th- no, I'm No, no, serious. yes, that it is. Yes. Oh, well, I know. I thought it was because he didn't wear trousers. <laughs> Paul. To make so you it... thought he just because he pooped everywhere? Yeah. Well, it's like the whole the bear shit in the woods. I thought that was to do with Winnie the Pooh not wearing trousers. Really? No, not really. Oh. <laughs> but I didn't know how he got his name. Right, Ian the Pooh says, uh, Dear Sanya and Paul, first of all, congratulations on reaching your 100th episode and thank you for all the love, passion and god-awful jokes that you continue to invest in the podcast. Uh, you're very welcome, the Pooh. Uh, I've really fallen hard for the remix of Holidays in Eden and have been playing it non-stop ever since it arrived a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if it's the remix itself it, or the fact that some of the songs, particularly Splintering Heart and 100 Nights, have suddenly clicked with me and become firm favourites. The extensive documentary was great as well, as was the joyous Rock Palast gig, which was actually held in the E-Work right here in Cologne, where I saw Counting Crows recently. I, oh, um, yeah, I was meant to, to see Counting Crows. It's the day of my dad's funeral. Sorry to mention it again, but, you know, yeah, we, I had tickets to see them. I know. Oh, well. Because uh, you were meant to go back in February. And then they moved the day. And then they moved the day. Very rudely to the day that my dad was going to be uh, burnt. Yeah. Congratulations also on hooking such a big fish for your 100th episode, pun intended. Even though I've been following the Corona Diaries parallel to Biampop, it was still a treat to listen to the interview with Steve H. The opening sequence was hilarious as well. I was out for a walk while listening to it, and the Mankini reference made me laugh so loud that I frightened the children in a nearby playground. What a shame it didn't make uh, Anne Short laugh. Uh, Paul, what? I sent it to him. And I can't. He read it. He read my email mm-hmm. and didn't reply. He might have forgotten. You know, like sometimes you read something and then you're like, "I'm going to reply to that later," and then you forget. Yeah, I never forget. Oh, it just God. eats away at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most of all, having a company pour on his emotional journey, it was a strangely cathartic experience. After all that soul searching. It was a joy to hear Paul and H laughing and bonding together. I don't know if we bonded. A happy ending of sorts. Just about to leave Paris to attend my first ever Meridian gig in H's favourite venue, no less, Le Zenith. Oh, ah. no way. And then the end saying, looking forward to hearing your take on happiness is the road. And boy, did we give our take. 
did we ever? How many How many episodes was it? Five? Probably too many, but some people Four? have sort of said, why have we not done that with the fish era? And we are going to go have, you know. I don't I'll know try why and say we that didn't. again in English. We're going to have to go back and give them a bit of a deeper dive, aren't we? I mean, that scares me, though, because it's like, what if I don't find more to say about the fish era songs? We'll then find I'm, a different Then I'm going to feel guilty. We'll find a different angle, I think. We're going to dig into it a different mm. way. But, yeah, it's it's shocking to think that we used to fly through the albums in the way that we did. What are we thinking? We say this every week. Can we not repeat ourselves? <laughs> We've a, said this so many times. We have, haven't we? Yeah, that's Yeah, on. just edit all this out. No, don't. God, Tanya's catchphrase. It's my catchphrase. You're Absolutely. going to read the next letter from Giovanni. Giovanni Profeta. Profeta role. Profiterol. Which is, in, I don't know if they have those in Italy, where I assume Giovanni comes from, but they are a type of... Uh, where do they come Are they French? Phallic cake. <laughs> no, they're round. Profiteroles? You can get round ones. Oh, no, I'm thinking of eclairs. You're thinking of eclairs. And cogs. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. Giovanni says... Hi, Paul and Sanya. Giovanni Profeta over here. Yes, my last name translates to prophet in English. Did you know that, Sanya? I did. Giovanni Prophet. That's pr- that's a cool name. Yeah. That is a cool name. What does Giovanni translate to? John. John Prophet. Uh. Or John the Prophet, what you can call him. Like garden centre or something. What? What? <laughs> I couldn't think of another thing that began with G right off the top of my head. I've had more wine than you, apparently. <laughs> Giovanni says. Would you like to give him a nickname? Yeah, I have. Profiterole. Oh, okay. First of all, congratulations for your 100 episodes. Oh, another one. Thank you, Giovanni. I know it's late, but better late than never. Thanks to your podcast, Anarachnophobia and Somewhere Else are in high rotation among my CDs. I used to look at them disdainfully, but not anymore. Those two are great in their own way. Your comments and insights made me approach them from a different perspective. One more thing. Can you omit the last line from my previous email? <laughs> that was not... <laughs> Danny, you want to read that bit out? <laughs> I don't think you're meant to read that out. This is the last email, the one underneath. Yeah, from August. Did, did we, we not read, read that out? Did we not read that already? <laughs> oh, oh, Sanya. <laughs> Look at you, you brilliant. F- okay, so the, the previous email was, I think it was about happiness to the road. And it says, I bought Essence and the hard shoulder back in 2008. <laughs> Don't first, forget to omit the last line. I won't. Should we have read this one first? Maybe, but it's too so late. he's getting it's too emails. late now. It's too late now. Uh, but Anthony will be having uh, a seizure. They were reading extra emails out from people. Sorry, but Anthony. At first listen, it was just okay. Paul, do you remember Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusion Volume 1 and Volume 2? <laughs> yes. To my ears, Happiness is the Road was something similar. Good, sparse songs, but not enough for a double album. Do you agree? Uh, I never bought Usual Illusion. Oh, fake fan. Well, I wasn't a fan, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, <laughs> I bought whatever the... What was it? It was Appetite for a Destruction, the 
the album with Oh, that's a good title. The album with uh That is a Sweet Child good album title. Yeah. Appetite for Destruction. I like that. Do you? Do you relate to that? I do relate to that. <laughs> anyway, so Giovanni continues. The first impression changed one Thursday afternoon, two years later. I was having a hard time at the office. Convoluted thoughts haunted me for days without quarter. That afternoon, I decided to leave early and take the long way home just to listen to the sound of the sea in total solitude to clear my mind. There, under the shadow of a palm tree, my button-up shirt still on, I marvelled once again at the sights and sounds of the Caribbean. With my toes buried in the warm sand, I'm getting jealous. I want to be there. <laughs> With out, my, instead of in this freezing minus three temperature, grey skied concrete jungle, I would like to be by the sea with my toes buried in the sand. Anyway. Not along with the rest of you. Yeah, all of me. What, in your head? Yeah. Huh? No, my head there, but not buried <laughs> in the sand. Your head there? In the place. So your head like has been removed from your body and put to the side. <laughs> no, I want my head connected to my body. Under the sand. In the no, above the sand. Just my toes in the sand. So literally, someone just burying your toes. What, no, not someone. Up? I can do it myself. You're standing up and it's just your hard. toes are buried. No, I was sitting down in my mind. No other part of you is buried. No, just my toes. I've done it myself because it's easy. In a coffin, you cut them off. No, connected to the body. By strings. <laughs> by wires Paul obviously anyway big fat cocks <laughs> Paul I didn't say that you're obsessed with what big fat cocks <laughs> well it's like the fourth time that we've had them mentioned is it I think what in our relationship <laughs> no okay anyway so Giovanni continues with my toes buried in the warm sand, my peace got disrupted in a matter of minutes by someone listening to loud music on their car stereo. To counter-strike, I took my iPod out and Happiness, the Happiness is the Road was the album I chose. That Thursday afternoon, I really understood Essence. In seamless blend fashion, music and lyrics intertwined, taking my breath away song after song. I remember very vividly that during liquidity, the squawks of a blue heron added another layer of musicality to that beautiful melody. What a pleasant feeling this album still brings. In not less than four or five minutes after liquidity, a sailboat getting out of harbour caught my eye. The boat moved gracefully with both, with both sails hoisted and its bow cutting through the waves with grim determination. I heard Trap the Spark twice. I just couldn't get enough of it. After that, I lay in on the still hot sand with the lyrics of State of Mind and Happiness of the Road as mantras with my gaze looking up at the palm tree fronds, dancing at full mercy of the prevailing easterly wind. Being a sailor myself, I can say that after this experience, Essence became one of my all-time favourite albums. I can't judge the aesthetic decisions the band took to create something like this, but I can describe how and why Happiness is the Road left a lasting impression on me. And I think that I have to leave out the next yes. line. 
So keep up the good work. Sorry for my long rant, Paul, the profiterole. Now, can I just say about that? Wait, the last line isn't bad. He doesn't want it read, so... But it's it, he doesn't say anything wrong in it. Let's, let's just leave it there. Oh, okay. We have instructions. All right, but the last line is nice. It is nice. It's a nice Thank line. Thank you for the nice last line. And the rest, and all the other lines. Yes. And also, also, I agree, Giovanni. First of all, I wish I was at the Caribbean listening to uh, Happiness is the Road. Thank you for letting me... Happiness is the Road. Yes. Thank you for letting me live it through your experience, live live it vicariously. Um, And I'm so happy that someone else agrees with us that it's an epic album. Yes. Uh, I'm more weirded out by the fact that you, after half a glass of port and a bottle of wine. Hmm. You read that letter or email better yeah, than I you normally do. You do realise. I, I was realising got... it as I was reading it. I was thinking to myself simultaneously at the same time in a separate part of my brain. I was thinking, why am I finding this easier to read than I usually do? I mean, I'm not going to have to edit. That's like, weird, kind of, isn't I'm it? I'm not going to have to do a Frankenstein job on that. Yeah, that letter. is weird, considering it takes me like 50 attempts to usually read something without making a thousand mistakes every two words. Do you think, because you've had a drink, your ADHD has been numbed? <laughs> I'm not. That was it. That was serious. That wasn't maybe, a joke. I mean, maybe, maybe. We'll see with the next letter. I'm sorry, what did you say, Paul? Hair penis is the road. Do you think with something to drink, your ADHD has been numbed? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to read the next letter by Simon Dickinson, who... um, Emily. Emily Dickinson, who... uh, He's called this Marillion Snood, this this Oh, because... um, We mentioned the merch, and I said I wanted to know about the snood. I'd like a muff. What's that? It's what you put it. <laughs> We've been here before. We've had oh this conversation God. before. It's a hairy thing you put your hand in to keep. <laughs> oh my God! What have you done to our podcast? It is. That's what a muff is. <laughs> a muff has a hole at either end, and you put a hand in each of the holes to keep them warm. Oh, a hand warmer. No, a muff. Oh, okay. They are actually called a muff. Yes. They were very popular in the Victorian times. Is that how old they are? Muffs. Hmm. I think they go nice. back further than that. Oh, interesting. Mm. Um, okay, so again, these emails are a while. From a while back. Yeah, yeah. so, you know. They were because we to... spent a long time on Happiness is the Road. Yeah. Really enjoyed your last two interviews. Have we given Simon a name? Emily. Oh, Emily. Sorry, Emily. Uh, Really enjoyed your last two interviews. The H1 was top notch. Been listening to Happiness to the Road remix of Vinyl. They've really done a terrific job on it, especially the title track. I know you and Sanya are far from fond of it. And on the original release, it wasn't my favourite. However, I urge you to re-listen to it. The depth is outstanding. It's better, but it's still a shit song. Sorry. This leads me to the question... Which song has taken you the longest to really love? Mine is the above, 31 years. Looking forward to your review of Her Penis is the Road. Okay, keep up the great work. Emily. And then he cheekily puts kind regards, Simon. No, your name is Emily. Deal with it. I have to say, Holidays in Eden on the latest remastered edition was better. Yes, it was. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you couldn't make it worse. Paul. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, of course it, it was better. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ever going to change my opinion on it. No, I'm not going to listen to it, even if it is better. But it was better. But I'm not going to listen to it because it's it's fundamentally a poor song. It's not the poor production, it's a poor song. I wonder what the band members think of it, like... What's the vote on it? We've they talked all about this it. before. We, they all, have we? Well, I think H at least thinks it should have been a lot wilder because it's a song about going wild. Oh. Uh, I don't know what he means by that. Probably, you know, he needed to sing it more like Johnny Rotten, um, oh. which he does in on uh, Half Full half Stroke full Empty Jam. Hmm. Uh. Our next letter is from Edward Martin. Would you like to give him a nickname? Yes, Ed, Ed, uh, Ed. Father Edward Martin, SSC Vicar. Vicar. Oh, Father Ed. That's easy. Father Ed. Father Ed. Fathered. Fathered. Uh, Father Ed. Well, like Father Ted, Father Ed. Oh, Father Ed. Okay, yes. Father Ed says. Don't mess this up or we'll put a curse on us. Oh. Maybe. I I believe that is what. No, um, the. They they give blessings. Yeah, I bet they can do the opposite as well if they wanted. If they really wanted. Be nice to us, please, Father Ed. Um, coming Mr. down, Mr. Ed, the talking vicar. <laughs> I loved that show when I was a kid. That was such a good Father show. Ed, the talking vicar. You realise there's a big portion of audience who don't know what Father. Uh, Mr. Ed was. Mr. Ed. Imagine if Mr. Ed was a vicar as well as a horse. He should have been because he was that intelligent. I mean, that might be kind of a bit of high concept too too far. So Father Ed, no, what was Mr. his name? Mr. Mr. Ed. Ed. So he's not just a talking horse. I he's really a talking horse who goes to the seminary. And he and... gives he gives um, sermons. Imagine being baptised by a horse, like having a horse's hooves force your head underwater. That'd be terrifying. Not all baptisms force your head underwater. Some of them like sprinkle water on you. Yeah, that's. So I true. think he could do that. Where I went, he might have to I spit went. it though, because he doesn't have he doesn't have Can fingers. Can horses spit? Not sure. So he might have to dribble it on you. Well, you could just have to pour it in his mouth first, and then just yeah, let, let him. Open You'd have his to mouth. help him out. But then he can talk, so maybe he can do many other things. Ed, can you help us out with this? What's the best way for a horse to baptize a person? Sonia's pulling a face. Oh, that's okay. Not disrespectful. Well, oh, oh, what? Okay, so you're saying Christians don't have a sense of humour. Is that what you're alleging? No. Are you saying Christian? I used to go to church. So did I. What happened? Why don't you go anymore, Sonia? Huh? Because I got in trouble from my mum. For? Reading a book about reincarnation. Off you go. <laughs> You You're the perfect person. Please to don't this. include that. Too late now. Um, you don't believe it anymore, though, do you? What reincarnation? Yeah. No, I don't know. I have no. I can't say. Well, then why do you want it taken out? I don't know. Because because you're worried about upsetting Ed. Yeah. Are you one of these people that get nervous around religious people? You are. A bit oh like no, no. If you if we went out for a drink with Ed, no, I'd be nervous? fine. I'd probably have great conversations with him. Yeah, we would. We'd have a great time. Yeah, with him. 
no, 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 no. It's not that. It's just my mum got very angry at me. Well, your mum is quite religious, isn't <laughs> um, she? For And the thing is, it's like, okay, I went to a Catholic school. They're the ones that introduced all these topics to me. They taught us about all the other religions. They taught us about ancient religions, right? So I was fascinated, absolutely fascinated. So I started reading into all these things. And then, like, I wasn't believing in anything in particular. I was just curious to see other people's perspectives. And, uh, yeah, once I found this book that was called Reborn in the West. This is not for the podcast. Reborn in the US. And it was basically the stories of um, Tibetan Buddhist monks that had been reincarnated. Why isn't into... this for the podcast? Because this is interesting. Is it? Don't say this isn't for the well, podcast. Well, no, because it was about my mum getting angry at me. Well, that's okay. My mum got angry with me once because I, I made a mess in the, in the extension. What did you do? I made a swamp out of the, one of the plant pots. Well, see, that would have been better if I'd done that. Really? Yeah. I mean, I did do stuff like that as well. Yeah, well, I, wrote, I painted with enamel paint the word poo on a step. That's genius. It's not really. Yeah. Okay. What was Einstein best known for? Did he paint poo on a step, or did he? Well, maybe he would have been an even higher genius if he had. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to remember me for writing poo in blue paint on a step. Mm. Actually, it was yellow paint. Nice to know. Carry on. I'm, I'm yeah, interested. Yeah. So anyway, so then I found this book called Reborn in the West, which was talking about. Like it was documenting stories of children who had been born into Western culture, like places like Canada, the USA, the UK, and they could remember their past lives as Buddhist monks to the point where they could look at photos and go, that was me, and name the other people in the photos. And a few of them, they went to Tibet to meet... What, to Las Vegas? To Las Vegas? No, to Tibet. To La- well, oh yeah. no! To Tibet, the country. America, so America to put no, on, like to play the roulette tables. No, the country. They went to the country. To yes, like that's casinos. near China. Casin- casinos in the country. I doubt it. Anyway, they went there to see if they could find these people in the photos, and they could. And like these children that were young could have had all these memories that they could tell about their past lives. I found this absolutely fascinating. Now, I have to say, I don't fully believe or disbelieve, right, whether it's true. Maybe all of these stories were made up. Could be. I've got no stake in sort of, I've got no emotional attachment to whether they're true or not, right? Anyway, I made the stupid mistake because I found this book so fascinating. I wanted to discuss it with someone. So I was discussing it with my dad and my mum overheard and she got really angry. And then she was like, you can't be a Catholic and believe in reincarnation. So I was like, fine, then I'm not. <laughs> I didn't say it to her face, but I just thought to myself, well, if I'm not allowed to. It was like, your even... choice to stop going. Yeah, because she basically said you can't believe in both. And I was like well, sorry, why can't I make up my own mind? And, yeah. You're so, a rebel. Awkward. Sorry to everyone who might find my views offensive. I, I don't think... Look... The... But I've got no problem with 
religions or anything. I find I still to this day find them absolutely fascinating. Ed listens and I to our saw podcast and the he benefit knows what that they like. played in my mum's life. I saw the benefit that um when she converted to Christianity when I was thirteen, mm. I saw the benefit that it brought to her life. So I will never slag religions off. I I never say have... never. <laughs> well yeah, <laughs> I won't rule it out on this podcast because there are people, and I'm assuming Ed's one of the, the cool ones, because he listens to our podcast and he's chosen to write a letter. Yes. And, uh, I've known, you know, likewise, I went I went to church when I was a teenager. I mean, it was, it was just good to belong to something. Uh, yeah. And I, I've known Christians who are open-minded, and yeah. I've known Christians who are okay with other people being open-minded, and I've known yes. some very close-minded Christians as well. Yeah, and that's the same that's, in any community. Yeah, it's it's. But I think because for me it was so close to home, it oh, was yeah, like I get that. you know, well, also not, you were a you're teenager not allowed to yeah. explore these ideas that your Catholic school has taught you how to learn. You know, has like piqued your interest in them. So it was like, well, I'd rather have my freedom to make my own decisions Good. and do my own exploration. Sorry, if it means I can't be part of your group, then I'm going to have to respectfully step away. Where were we? Where were we? Okay, we were so, reading Ed, or you were reading Ed's long letter. Right. So Ed says, coming down with COVID for the second time has allowed me a window of opportunity to share my thoughts on happiness is the road, if there is still time. Is there ever? I resisted contributing to the virtual mailbag on the last couple of albums as I didn't anticipate or experience the pre-order slash releases in real time. And I've come to the conclusion that being part of all of that really does shape your attitude to a new Marillion offering. Perhaps a point for future discussion by Biampod. Anyhow, having been absent from the Marillion fray since This Strange Engine... I signed up for the Happiness is the Road pre-order quite late in the day after swapping my email address for the Pay What You Want download when the news of the offer hit the music press. I won't tell you what I actually paid for the download, but my conscience forced me to order the campaign CD box set and I cajoled my older brother, also a lapsed Marillion fan, to get tickets for the gig at Newcastle University later that year. I must stress that on first listening to Happiness is the Road, I was picking up from this strange engine without sampling anything much in between. Not even the hype surrounding marbles had pricked my interest in the intervening years, with the demands of work and family taking pole position in my life. I have to admit that to my mind and ears at least, the leap from this strange engine fading out to Happiness is the Road picking up seemed almost faultless. After the moving and dynamic hodgepodge of the title track from This Strange Engine, the slightly jumbled and stuck-together nature of much of CD1 of Happiness is the Road made perfect sense. Better still, the band seemed to have returned to the moving and striking melodies that seemed to be missing from one of the snippets I'd caught in previous years. You're Gone being Exhibit A, sorry if it still does nothing for me, just a lot of noodling over a drum loop. Listening to Happiness, Volume 1, left me with a huge smile on my face and I was already looking forward to the Newcastle gig. Half Full Jam wasn't quite the bookend I'd been expecting. I wasn't really sure why it was there. 
But having paid for the album twice, sort of, I wasn't going to complain about being given extra music. CD2 felt a little like a bonus disc, but there were still some crackers on there. Asylum Satellite, Half the World and Especially True being the standouts for me. Retrospectively, I do wonder if Happiness is the Road is or was the last particularly guitar-driven album that Marillion have produced. Steve Rothery seems to be all over it in a way that he hasn't been in more recent years. Not that I'm suggesting he's been absent in any way of late, but there hasn't been a track with a distinctive slash telltale Rothery influence of, say, This Train Is My Life for a while, although the chorus of care comes close. Now, bookmark that because I want to comment on that. Okay, I'll bookmark that. That's my take on the album. Perhaps more than anything, I love to put happiness is the road on and just let it flow. I tend not to pick out individual tracks, but take it as a whole. The bits of music, string and tape that join the various bits together only add to the overall enjoyment and make the transition between sections a lot easier to process. I don't know if many people found their way back to Marillion through Happiness is the Road, but I've been fully subscribed ever since. The Newcastle gig on tour was a bit hit and miss, to be honest. Technical problems halted Easy Street after only a few seconds, and the loss of momentum was difficult to overcome. However, it was at that show that I first heard Fantastic Place and Neverland. What a surprise, they played Neverland. (laughs) (laughs) Which, (laughs) Which sent me away with plenty of homework to do and the albums and albums to catch up on. Thanks for taking the time to read this. I hope it finds you both well after you've had to negotiate your way through recently. Praying is part of what I do, so I hope you won't mind me saying that you and your family have very much been in my prayers of late. Oh, thank you, Ed. Oh, no, I really appreciate that. that. With all good wishes, Ed. Oh, I I do appreciate that. I saw at the end of uh, his signature that Ed is from uh, Lincoln, or at least... No way! He's, uh, the Diocese the of Di- Lincoln. Yeah, which oh is my where goodness. my daughter lives up there. Yeah. Oh, nice. So you wanted to put a pin in care? The, the, the no, Ed in the care. in the point that Ed brings up that he thinks or feels that um, happiness is the road is the last of the guitar based albums because Mm. you did say that mark kelly has been quoted as saying the last several albums he's kind of taken the helm of of guiding the steering the ship of music i mean you kind of hear rothers all over the recent albums as well but i mean particularly Mm. the very most recent one yeah uh rothers was was at home while the rest of the band were, were writing it in the studio and kind of came in afterwards because of covid mm. kind of came in afterwards and added his embellishments and solos and guitar parts but um yeah it's not I mean, just me that said it it's mark kelly himself has said that he's contributed a lot more in recent albums yeah so they have been quite keyboard i mean okay i haven't had a deep dive into them yet but from what I've heard so far, they are quite keyboard focused, aren't they? Or keyboard centric. I suppose. I mean, it's not like you kind of guitar centric. It can be a bit misleading to say that because I don't think it's not like you get kind of loads of keyboard solos or anything like that. But what I think, 
for me, what it is, is there's a lot more of a balance of, of everyone. Mm. That's how it feels. I get that in terms of the writing, Mark Kelly supposedly is is writing more of yeah. the melodies and coming up with the initial ideas that they, they then develop as a band. But it seems less, just less dominated by the guitar, I guess. Mm. Um, but, you know, the solos on Happiness is the Road. No, sorry. Um, an hour before it's dark. The solos on there are among his best. There's some yeah. gorgeous bits of guitar on there. So That's he's still true. very much in the mix. Okay, so I've got a question for you regarding this topic. And especially since you've just mentioned how in the latest album, Rothers did most of his work at home. Do you... And I suspect the answer is no. But do you think that any of the any of the band members feel like when they're all together you know like sometimes when you're you're in a group and there's one person that's just like a little bit more extroverted and talks a bit more and they kind of take over and then the quieter ones can't contribute as much do you feel like any of the band members maybe get um like when they're all together they they're not as easily heard so maybe that's why Rothers found it easier to go away and write his bits alone. I suspect the answer is no, but I just wanted to ask it anyway. Look, I don't know. I'm not in the room, but I suspect it's no. The yeah, sense because they get, do jam well together. Yeah, and the sense I get, especially in recent years, is that it's a real democracy and that everyone gets a hearing. Yeah, that's the sense I, think, I get too. I think they choose the bits of music that excite them the most, regardless of whoever has come up with the initial ideas. Mm. I think that's... That's the sense I'm getting, but I don't, you know, we can't say we're not there. We're not the band. You'd have to ask them. But um, the thing is, uh, the big thing I think for me that changed, for me, I mean, the, the from my perspective that seemed to change in recent years and also after Fish left, is that the band became a lot more equal. You know, Fish was a big character. He was... He he was a dominant personality. And I think Marillion are not the rest of them that were left behind after Fish left and not that kind of people. That's the sense I get. Yeah. Um They're more democratic, more team players. Yeah. I you know, clearly they all talk about the fact that they do argue sometimes and they have in the past. I mean and, that yeah, but that's you know, normal. That's gonna happen. Dynamics. But, but I don't think even H, who's a frontman and a lead singer, and you certainly had an ego in the past, which seemed a lot more dimmed than it used to be. It, even with all that, I think it wasn't on the same scale as Fish's. You know, Fish's ability to dominate a room and dominate a creative process. Mm. That, but again, that's just viewing it from the outside. Yeah, I get the sense that oh, they all work together. Yeah. Harmoniously, they gel well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, like in chemistry, you put some chemicals together and they create a beautiful blend and it's harmonious. And other times you put two elements together and they create an explosion or whatever. Sometimes explosions can be exciting. You know, those first four albums. That's true. Great. Yeah. But it wasn't sustainable long term. No. Yeah. I think we should leave it there. Oh, okay. If you'd like to. Well, I think we've said enough for this week. That wasn't the shambles I was expecting it to be. 
oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 sorry that's to good. Hear that. That's good. I mean, uh, the parts were shambolic. They always are. You know, but oddly, we actually seemed a little bit more focused than we normally are. God help us. (laughs) It seemed like a little bit more boring than a normal episode. Really? Um, I'm sorry about that. No, I'm not blaming you. Yeah. I was less on edge. You know, you were reading well. I know. That's that's scary to me. What does that say? That I should take medication, but I don't want to because it takes away my sense of humour. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take away my sense of humour. It takes away my enjoyment of other people's humour. Mine, my humour. Yeah, I, yeah. That's like, yeah, because like when I tried ADHD medication, it was like you would be your usual humorous self, and it was like intellectually, I'd understand that I was amused, but I wouldn't have the feeling of being amused. Who wants to live like that? No one. Even if it means you read well and don't make a million mistakes a minute. Who yeah. wants to live like that? Fine, I can I'm just... not. I'm not anti-medication, by the way, as that came out. I'm not anti-medication. You're just talking about for yourself. Yeah, but now after having this experience of being able to read properly, it's like, oh, maybe I should go back to the doctor. No, don't. You were no fun. <laughs> <laughs> All I wanted to do was like... Life got bad. I'm going to do the ironing for yeah. like five hours because I don't know how to break out of this hyper-focus. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, thank you for listening. As I say, this has not been the uh, car crash of an episode I was expecting. So uh, that's a bit disappointing in a funny sort of way. But at the same oh. time, it's good because we've got an episode in the bag that I'm going to actually find it relatively easy to edit. So, yay. Uh, yay. We are going to be back next week for a Christmas episode. Not sure what that entails oh. yet. Um, and and then, we've got loads more letters to read. Yeah. They might wait for the new year. Okay. Because uh, I want to do something special for the Christmas episode. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. And then we're going to take a couple of weeks off. Oh. For two reasons. One, Christmas, New Year. Two, I need some time off. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, next week will be our last episode of 2023. 2022. I know. I keep thinking it's 2023. Ridiculous. I mean, I don't know why. You know how usually when New Year comes around, you, you're writing the date from the old year? Yeah. I've been living in 2023 for like about four months now. It's we're wishing this shithole of a year away. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. I cannot wait to put 2022 behind me. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, right. So the usual, you can support us on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Mr. Biffo. You can buy a t-shirt on the only links are below. If you want to send an email, links are below. If you want to subscribe to us, that'd be great. If you want to leave us a review somewhere, that'd be great. If you want to share this, that'd be great. Uh, Thank you for writing, those that wrote. um, We'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.